And welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the footyjumpers.com podcast. So this week we are on St Kilda, the Saints. That's right, Rob. Sainers. Yes, the Sainers. So they're also another old club as is <laughs> a bit of a trend, I think, as we go week to week with some of these well, different yeah. clubs. Some, <laughs> something old, something new. Yeah. <laughs> something but, um, borrowed and plenty of blue. So. <laughs> or in this case, red, black and white. Um, Correct. So what were the sort of formative years? I think we'll probably jump in the same sort of format. Let's sort of discuss where they've come from, the colours and where the yeah. clubs come from, and then we can take a deeper look into their home away kits and whatever else they've got. So yeah, well, what's what's been going on at the start of St Kilda? How did right. how's that well, all happened? Realistically, the sort of the the start of the Saints is probably in South Yarra. Um, mm. So okay, so in eighteen fifty eight, there's a game of footy, and that's uh, you know um, Melbourne Grammar versus Scotch College, and then Melbourne Football Club gets formed to play football with Melbourne rules. And then at some point in 1858, there's a game of Melbourne Cricket Club members who are based in South Yarra. And so they're playing, so they've formed a club in 1858, 1859, somewhere in there. But Melbourne, but South Yarra is certainly represented as playing a game against Melbourne in 1858. And so even if those guys formed the club the next year, um, there's a little bit of well, debate, or or maybe no one's even debating it, but um, it's not really clear whether they formed a Melbourne Rules Football Club, which became Victorian Rules, which became Australian Rules, um, or they just had their own rules because some clubs did that. Uh, so South Yarra sort of went along. They were pretty good. They won premierships and, uh, well, actually to the point where before the VFA, the what clubs were playing for was the South Yarra Cup, so you know which was well, well, they they bought a club they bought a cup, to, <laughs> uh, but but they'd won there was a cup before that was like the Athletic Association, uh, they'd had the Challenge Cup the Athletic Sports Committee, and then South Yarra had won three games in a row, which meant they got to keep the cup. Then they decided to buy their own cup and then clubs competed for the South Yarra Challenge Cup. Then at in 1872, some of their players were bait, like living in St Kilda and they're like, look, we'll train in St Kilda and you guys train up in South Yarra. And eventually those guys decided, you know what, we don't actually want to play for South Yarra. We'll, we'll just form our own club here in St Kilda called St Kilda. Well, there you go. Right. So, so it was more of a players. So half the team just decided to kick up stumps and create their own new uh, team in, down by the yeah, beach. Basically, yeah. I mean, South Yarra's probably, a well, even then was a wealthier sort of area and um, people had realistically had larger work commitments perhaps in those areas as well. So it was more difficult for people based in South Yarra to get away from work because some of these games are on a Wednesday or um, <laughs> you know, some of them are on a Saturday, but, you know, they're just all over the shop. They just will – they would write to the secretary of another club and say, hey, we want to play you on Wednesday at 6 o'clock in the after- six o'clock at night or probably not 6 o'clock, but, you know, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you can get there, you can get there. Or we're going to play you on a Saturday. Um, but people worked on Saturdays too. So it yeah. was difficult to get people to games. Was – this South Yarra Cup, one of the, I guess, first Premiership Cups going around then? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, so, South Yarra uh, they, Cup. Yeah, they started off, there was a Caledonian Society and they had a cup for a little while. And then there was the Athletic Sports Committee Challenge, which was like this um, well, group of people that had decided that, you know, athletics was good for people and it was healthy and all these things. And so they said, look, anybody that wins it gets to keep it, but anybody that gets to win three games in a row, they get to keep it permanently, and that was South Yarra. And so South Yarra then um, 
yeah, it was called the South Yarra Cup. South Yarra bought a new, like made a new cup for themselves. And then that was the name of the cup. And then they started the VFA. And just before they started the VFA, the South Yarra players, you know, as we say, broke up set or you know split between St Kilda and South Yarra and St Kilda kept going and South Yarra just died on the vine sort of thing. Um I think a, the right. rest of the South Yarra players ended up going and playing for university. Oh so half went university, half went St Kilda and then uh, I think it's probably more went to St Kilda. Okay. Leftovers went to university. And, and so what was South Yarra wearing? Well, South Yarra were red and white, um, and the I think the idea was for St Kilda to be uh, black and white, and then what they ended up doing was adding the red of South Yarra to the black, and then so they were black. Well, the the original St Kilda jumpers were bl- effectively black and red hoops, but then what they would also do is tie a white handkerchief around their necks in a lot of cases just to distinguish themselves and so that, you know, everyone would know that's who I need to kick the footy to. Um, Because we're really still talking about um, a lot of clubs not actually having uniforms in those days. Like 1875, two years later, is when the the clubs decided that, you know, we're going to wear knickerbockers, we're going to wear shorts, uh, socks, uh, we're going to wear a jumper, yeah. So it was still two years later yeah, that it right. was really Very determined early. that. Yeah, exactly. It's the real early days of, of footy. So, yeah, so they wore the black and red hoop jumpers for a little while. And then in 1877, they got the like the lace-up jumpers. And so when they got those, the reinforcing for them, because all the lace-up jumpers had leather reinforcing, and that was dyed white. And so that was a like a like a rounded yoke around the neck and then the white reinforcing down the middle with red and black stri- hoops. Stripes, they called it, but hoops. Yeah, right. And that was 18, was that late 70s to mid-1880s? Is that right? Exactly, yes, yeah. exactly. So the 1870s, um, yeah, the those jumpers, 187, uh, sorry, 1886, looks like they got like a new order of jumpers. And that's when they decided to go the red, white, and black stripes. So incorporated the white into the jumpers, and uh, yeah, that's well. The history's we've seen them recently again as a clash jumper, but uh, yeah, that's what they red, white, and black has been their colours since. Yeah, I mean, eighteen eighty six, and it was pretty much the first iteration of a jumper that they've pretty much been wearing since. Hey. In, in some respects, yeah. I mean, obviously, back then it was very thin stripes and they're, yeah. Um, yeah, they're effectively panels now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they wore that back. Uh, they wore it for a Heritage Round a few years back and they wore it um, as a Clash jumper for a couple of years after that. Yeah, I remember it was a Clash, so that's right. Yeah. All right, so what do they go after that? In uh, Well, so that's where yeah. you sort of What's going on at the time as well with where they're at and competitions and all this. Oh, okay, right. So 1870s, they're in the, well, 1877, the VFA starts. And so that's the competition they're in. They were never really a very strong club um, in that era. And so, yeah, they're just getting getting in by the skin of their teeth. In yeah. uh in the early 1890s was sort of when, you know, the Australian wool industry had really taken off and, uh, you know, by this era, um, Australian wool is, like, regarded as the best wool. But not only that, they actually could produce stuff in Australia, like produce knitted wear in Australia. You didn't have to send the wool back to England to the mm. knitting mill and then, you know, pay for it to come back as jumpers and stuff like yeah. that. So in the 1890s, you could actually go and get a footy jumper made. And so when they did, uh, they had woolen jumpers, which they then wore into their earliest years in the VFL. And the main difference there is that the stripes are a lot wider just because with a knitted jumper, it's easier to um, just do the wider 
stripes, but still red, white, and black stripes for those. Um, from what I understand of their entry into the VFL, they were one of the last two clubs chosen of the eight, uh, Carlton being the other one. Carlton didn't have a ground, so or they had a, the possibility of a ground, but it didn't have a, you know, they had to get Prince's Park and it had to have a fence because <laughs> the VFL wanted to, you know, wanted to charge people to get in. Yeah. And the other thing was uh, St Kilda, who weren't all that great, uh, they wanted their field. They actually did want their ground because they played at the Junction Oval and that was at the end of a train line and that was going to be, you know, people could get to the games and it was going to be perfect for them. So that's effectively how the Saints got into the competition and clubs who were probably better, like Richmond and Footscray, missed out. Oh, really? So who was in it at that this time? Well, this is the the eight original clubs of the VFL were Carlton, Collingwood, yeah, yeah, Essendon, yeah. Fitzroy, Geelong, Melbourne, South Melbourne, and St Kilda. Yeah, and then that's right. Footscray and Richmond got left in the VFA. North Melbourne and Port Melbourne were probably the reason they left the VFA because they're, well, realistically, not the, the players so much, but the supporters and the, they had trouble every time they went to those grounds. You know, there was yeah, gangs right. and stuff. And, yeah, so it's a bit rough and ready in those times, in those eras. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. So, so coming into comp. the 1900s then, what are, yeah. what are they doing with their jumper, St Kilda? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, no. Well, I mean, you can. There are some images of players wearing lace-up jumpers in the like the late nineteen hundreds, and, and they're just white with a black and a red stripe either side. So as long as it was red, white, and black, they were pretty happy that that was close enough. Um, I guess one one thing is they used to wear blue knickerbockers right through their VFL era. So, you know, red, white, and black, but their knickerbockers were blue, which would have looked weird, I thought. But, yeah. And then red and black hoop socks. They never wore white on their hoop socks till much later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then then we get to probably the period where they do change the most, and that's uh, World War One. Yes, and that's right. This is... Um... A point we brought up before is it's kind of an interesting one, I think, as well for AFL is changing based off of world events. What jumper you're yeah. wearing, yep. which is really, yep. really interesting story. Yeah. So, well, as I guess everyone probably knows, World War One happened, and, oh. and yeah, I know. It's look, and if you don't know, uh, in 1914 there was a World War. Sorry to break it to you. There was, and yeah. uh, the Allies, which is our team, they played Germany, <laughs> the Axis, and uh, Germany were red, white, and black. Sorry, Germany's flag was red, white, and black, not the red, yellow, and black that it is today. It was red, white, and black at the time. And so St Kilda, who wore red, white, and black, said, well, Smart. we can't be, yeah, we can't be wearing that. Uh, the first thing they did was they sewed Australian flags onto their uh, jumpers. And mm. although there's no colour photography of the era, uh, what I would really believe that that would look like is back before the 1950s, all Australian flags were red. So mm. today you'll get the Union Jack in the corner and then it's blue with the Southern Cross and then the Commonwealth Star. Back in those days, it was a red flag with the Union Jack and then the other stuff on it, and it wasn't until the 1950s that they changed that. So realistically, that would have been a red flag that they wore on their uh, striped jumpers. And then in 1915, they actually, well, they must have unpicked it, I guess, because they took those jumpers and dyed the white part of it. They made that yellow. Okay. So yeah. just, and then just they, the white stripes and now yellow stripes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then they said, well, that's to show allegiance to Belgium, but I think that was a happy coincidence that they found somebody with a red, yellow and black flag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit funny changing to the flag that Germany will eventually use. As well, well, it, it does seem that way now, but uh, Germany <laughs> haven't didn't have that flag until after World War Two. Yeah, so they had a 
Well, well uh, we know what they had in the middle of World War Two. They had a red flag with a swastika on it. But that's um, yeah, they uh, they've they've only had the red, yellow, and black flag since World War Two. Mm. Yeah, it is funny. It's funny how they've done that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they strong the, allegiance. Yeah, exactly. And they, yeah, well, they kept it up. I mean, they wore yellow as part of their jumpers for a few years after World War One, and then, yeah. well, well, not in sixteen and seventeen they didn't play at all. So sixteen and seventeen, as part of the war effort, some of their players went off to fight in the war, and. Uh, the club went into recess, recess, and uh, it didn't come back into the VFL until 1918. Yeah, right. So then, why did they keep wearing the yellow after the war? Well, I guess initially it's because that's just what they had. <laughs> yeah, they had these these jumpers in 1918. They were effectively just... they were the ones that they'd put in a box in 19 the end of the 1915 season. And uh, brought back yeah. out of the same box, most likely in 1918. Um, 1919, they debuted new jumpers. Yeah, because it's the same colours, but they changed up from stripes to a V, right? It just seems like yeah, if, you've color, exactly. if you've changed up your jumper, I don't understand why you wouldn't go back to the color, club colours if you are changing up your jumper design anyways. Not exactly sure, uh, but they yeah. they went with the yellow and they stayed with that for – or another four years, 1919, 20, 21, and 22. So, and it was, well, they, they started off, it was a red jumper with like a black yoke and then a V on the outside of that yoke, which, and in yellow, yeah, yellow V on the outside of the black yoke. And then uh, 21, they added a yellow band to that as well. So, and then players have, well, there's photos of players in both styles, and it seems that they only brought the the band in in 21 and 22, but players were still playing without that band from jumpers that they got the year before. So mm. I don't think, you know, this, like, you know, we get used to these are the 2023 St Kilda jumpers and this is their home kit and they all look the same and, yeah, that's our expectation that everyone's going to look the same. But back in the 1920s, that wasn't the case. And so, yeah. If, yeah, as long as you were in a St Kilda-ish looking jumper, that was close enough. Yeah, right. So, so then, so then they did eventually go back to the red, black, did. and white, right? Yeah, and the, they had a few versions of that. They sort of tinkered with it over a number of years. Uh, it was it was effectively a white jumper, and then a black thick black stripe down one side and a thick red stripe on the other side. Mm. And then uh, with the long sleeve jumpers, they changed like the hoops. They had all the colours on the hoops, red, white and black stripes on the hoops. Then they went to just black sleeves and then they went to white sleeves. Actually, one year, 1933, they had white numbers with a black outline on them. And so no one could see what the numbers were and they – Oh, there's newspaper reports of them saying it's <laughs> not a good idea. We shouldn't. They shouldn't do that. So then uh, they had the white sleeves for oh, quite a few years till 45. Actually, 45, they changed the back of the jumper to all black, but they kept the white sleeves. And then 53, they went back to the white sleeves with the stripes, the, you know, like the red and white, uh, red and black stripes on a white jumper. So they, they were sort of a, yeah, very white-looking uniform. Yeah, um, yeah, is, is, this, yeah. is this just like because they've, because they've done more work with the sleeves that we're talking about a bit more? Or St Kilda were – are they more well, with sleeves than other clubs that have been around from this era? Cause, or is it just more yeah, so – realistically, realistically I guess one reason is they're, they've got three colours. Most teams have got two. Mm. And – Generally, if you've got stripes, you you have striped sleeves, and if you have a sash or something like that, you have the colour of the main body of the jumper, and that's usually what happens. Whereas the Saints had three colours: red, white, and black, and then they had them, you know, as red, white, and black 
sleeves or just black sleeves or just white sleeves. So, yeah, they they mixed and matched a little bit over the years. So, yeah, yeah, as I say, I guess the other clubs just didn't have that much of a colour palette to play with. (laughs) Yeah. Or or a design to play with. So, yeah, it wasn't really until 1957 that all three colours were equal across the jumper, like black on one side, white down the middle, red on the other side. And then mm. from 57, uh, yeah, well, basically it looks the same today except for a period in the late 90s where they wore the Crusader red jumper with a black cross on it, which is, you know, taken off the logo. Yeah, that's right. And they they put the logo on in the 30s on the jumper? Oh, very nice. Yes, they did. So for the longest time there was this belief that, uh, it had something to do with in 1933. There was a um, there was a game where the Saints ended up with about 13 fit players. They were all these injured <laughs> players, but they hung on and they won the game. And so the players were all given uh, a little club logo thing, and it was they made a big deal about the fact that they finished with only 13 players. Mm. And it was assumed that after that. The, the cross was put on the jumper, but actually this what came out after that was that there were photos of round one and round two and the players were wearing those jumpers before that game even happened. So, uh, yeah, so from 1933, they put the club logo on the jumper for that one. That was actually the year they wore the white numbers on the back too. So, oh, yeah, f- that's right. 33 was a bit of a weird year. That was also the year that Hawthorne wore their mustard pots um, I think well, Footscray changed in '35, but that that early to mid '30s, there was a real change in um, yeah, change in jumpers. I think yeah, North yeah, Melbourne yeah. might have changed in the early '30s as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a few on. clubs. Yeah, '33. Yeah, '33 was the first year North started wearing stripes. Mm, right. So everyone was having a bit of a dip in the early 30s at um, changing them up. Melbourne introduced the V yoke that they wear today in 1933. So, wow. yeah, if you'd gone yeah, to the footy in weird. 1932, you wouldn't have recognised anyone in 33. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? I wonder spikes. what's going on there. Everyone's just taking it a bit more serious, I guess, in the 30, 33. Well, yeah, I guess you had the depression. And so that yeah, might have been the very eventually. end of that where yeah. they've said, look, now we can afford new footy jumpers. Let's make them a little bit different from the last one. Yeah. Because so, they would have just worn the same one for four years in a row. It would have been wrecked. But <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see anything, you know, from my like annual reports or anything that said, we decided that we're going to have a new jumper based on this, this, and this. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So then it's pretty much been the same with the panels, as you mentioned, apart from the Crusade. With what happened in 1981? With the uh, numbers. Well, well, I'll go back once the year before that. What happened in 1980 was there was a World Cup of soccer, and in 1981, those Adidas numbers, which was like an outline thing, ended up on the St Kilda jumpers. Uh, mm. Also, around the same era, Collingwood had the American college style block numbers. Uh, but yeah, it was just a, an idea that. Obviously, right. their their apparel supplier had produced, and they wore them for two years and then ditched them. But you see them, you see them in all over the. You know, it's I don't know how do you describe it. Um, it's one of those yeah, unique sure. things that people seem to remember and and even even get the impression that it lasted longer than it actually did. Yeah, um, because it was only for yeah. two years. But yeah, yeah they no. were effectively the. Adidas numbers from the World Cup kits that they um, brought in, you know, tried to bring into footy, and they were more difficult to see than, you know, the regular footy numbers. So, 83, they changed back. (laughs) There you go. Gave it a a try. Yeah, yeah. And then we touched on the Crusader. That's, well, we'll get to our favourite jumpers at the end of the podcast. But, uh, well, it it was originally... 
the pre-season jumper for 1996. And then it was very well received and it also sold very well. Mm. But uh, the the Saints also recognised that it didn't look like anybody else's jumper and that they could wear it against Collingwood, who wore white jumpers with black stripes at the time. Uh, they could wear it against Essendon, who wore mostly black jumpers with a red sash. And so it just didn't clash with anybody. It didn't look like anybody. It was very unique. And they wore that in a grand final in the first year that they wore it. And so it was like, this is a, yeah, this is looking pretty good. Uh, so 97, 98, well, well, right through to 2001, they actually wore the Crusader jumper as their home jumper. And then they had a change of president. Uh, fellow Rod Butters became the president of the club. And I think he, he'd played like under 19s and or reserves. And it was his idea that, no, nah, we're going back to the traditional jumper that he'd worn as a St Kilda player and that because what they were doing was they had the traditional jumper as the away jumper, and that was their home jumper. And then they went back to the traditional panels as their home jumper, and then the Crusader is their away jumper for a season. Right, so, okay. And that was the end of that, really. They've just had the black jumper with the uh, – well, it's become a the, – the white panel in the middle at one point was getting thinner and thinner, but – it's a little bit thinner than the black and the red, but not not that much these days. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's about and that's, it for the home That's That's today. the home jumpers, yeah. <laughs> um, well, like you were probably touching on then, so the star, the very first, I guess you would call it away slash cash jumper is just the same jumper that we've just been talking about. Exactly, yeah. It's just yeah, the regular the home jumper. panel home. Yeah, the yeah. the home jumper from the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties is their first away jumper. Technically, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that seemed it. Um, it's like this weird little fact, but um, yeah. So there's that, and then the next, well, the next away jumper is the Crusader that had been the home jumper in the interim. So. <laughs> That's right. And then they then they did a, a Perler. They did a yellow version of that Crusader oh, jumper, didn't they? Uh, is an interesting choice. <laughs> it was right, so, well, they'd had a pure light start promotional jumper, which also doubled as a clash jumper. And then for the 2003 season, they decided, no, we're going to have a yellow clash jumper, which yeah, happily corresponded to pure light start colours. Um but then they added all this red to the black um, thing as well. It was um, it only lasted the one season, and they haven't gone back to a yellow clash jumper ever since. Did they do that because of what we're talking about before with the history changing to the yellow, like the white to the yellow? I, I don't think it was mentioned at the time. It was really geared around how much the – well, how, you know, how successful in avoiding a clash the pure light start jumpers had been mm. uh, because they'd worn those the two years before. And as I say, it was just to promote milk. It wasn't, <laughs> It wasn't. you know, this will be a great reference to the history of our footy club. It was, this is about milk. And, yeah. this, that, and it comes in a bright yellow, you know, bright yellow carton. So people are playing yeah. for M and M's in pure light in the early two. Well, yeah, exactly. That was the thing. There was there were all these promotions that were going on. Um, Orange had done a promotion with North Melbourne. M and M's had done a promotion with Carlton, and were about to do or had just done one with Port Adelaide. Although the jumper didn't get done. Yeah, uh, okay. So yeah, there'd been a few of these company promotional jumpers. Yeah. And, yeah, and as I say, the Pure Light Start one was seen as successful in avoiding the clash. Well, so. that it that it would, I guess, when you you pick a colour that not many teams have and make it the the primary colour of a jumper. Yeah, it and it was a fluoro yellow sort of a thing too. It yeah, like, you know, um, I don't know the official colour. That's probably oh, bloke yeah. on, bloke on the highway with you know one of those signs, stop and go. Go yeah. and give away. Um, it was that colour yellow. So. Yeah. 
And then, I mean, I think that that's still associated with light milk, that colour, the, the, the tap, the, the, sorry, the cap on top. It's always yellow oh, yeah. for light milk. Yeah, so yeah right. It's, yeah. it's funnier, isn't it? It's just, yeah. They yeah, pick that colour association. It's just stuck. It stays with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And then, it's, uh, yeah, I was going to say, so it was 2004, they went away back to another jumper, and this was kind of a heritage-based jumper, right? It's based on Yeah, so in 2003, well, yeah, in the same way that they picked up their pre-season jumper and made it their home jumper, in mm. 2003, they had a heritage jumper based on that 1870s or 1880s thin stripes and yeah. so that was their 2003 heritage jumper and then that it was like well this would be perfect for a clash jumper so then they wore it in uh 2004 to 2006 with the thin stripes changed the back a little bit to avoid a clash with collingwood who wore jumpers with stripes black and white yeah, yeah. obviously black and white stripes but i guess by then they dropped the Crusader jumper and Collingwood had changed their jumpers to look more like St Kilda because now they're black jumpers with white stripes. Mm. So, yeah, so it sort of muddied the waters a bit. And then, um, yeah, so they had this uh, heritage-style clash jumper, which I thought looked pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It it's kind of looks like three stripes if each stripe was split in half into red and black. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's that's the best effectively way I, the, I, the width I of the look at it. Yeah, yeah that that's that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so reminds me of Fraser Gehrig for some reason. I yeah, know, I can it. see the G train in that one. Yeah. Yeah, some jumpers have got got those player identification, <laughs> player associations. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so yeah, I'll just see him. I don't know steaming. Into yeah. run run into blokes or picking up the footy and you know deciding to take guys on, daring <laughs> them, them to tackle him. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. But just I mean, imagine seeing that guy coming out. You, you know, you're you're sitting into the pocket, forty five <laughs> out directly in front. Yeah, <laughs> sitting the into the hole trying to intercept it. Here comes yeah. the G train. Yeah, yeah. You earned okay. your money in those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of the way, mate. The um, yeah. I think some of those early Crusade ones reminds me of some of the older Saints players, like Rob Harvey and stuff as well. I think. Yeah, I think I remember, yeah, can remember same. seeing him in one of them. Yeah, but what I can't really remember though is the two thousand and seven away well, or clash I jumper. Have, I um, I do remember the two thousand and seven clash jumper, and that was because the club ran a poll on their website and they had a this jumper that had the the club logo had this photoshop effect over the top of it where it was all um distressed i think mm -hmm. is how they described it and there was two options there was that one and somebody else had put up a uh, one with the club logo without the distressed look and then it had uh, red, white, and black chevrons down the side. Uh, it was designed by the guy from footyjumpers.com, funnily enough, <laughs> but uh, presented to the club. They put that up as option B, and given that I was interested in this, I saw the, the results of that poll go from 65%, 35% to the, the one with the chevrons down the side, and I was mm. thinking, oh, that's, that's interesting that this jumper that the club hadn't, that had only put up as option B, was looking like it was going to win, and that yeah. was you know, I was tremendously pleased with that. Yeah. And then, with one day to go, somehow the numbers flipped completely, and um, oh, really? yeah, it must have been a whole bunch of people members voted at the very last moment, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, so it ended up winning fifty two percent to forty eight, and so wow. that jumper got selected. Somehow. Uh, so in 2007, 2008, they had the distressed logo what? with the thin stripes on. I don't understand why you've put a distressed filter on this. Why did they do well, that? I'm joking. 
anybody else would consider it sort of an insult to their logo. Oh, like, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's it feels like, it feels weird doing that to your logo. If you do any, if you do any sort of graphic design or any sort of uh, what you call it, well, branding. Mm. That's the sort of thing they tell you not to do. <laughs> so, you know, you don't do it in other colours, you don't do it in, you don't get the sizing wrong and you don't put Photoshop effects over the top of it making it look like it's distressed or cracked. Or I think the idea was to make it look like it was old and like it had been there forever on a brand-new jumper. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we- yeah. <laughs> Terrible just- idea, poorly executed. <laughs> It's just so confusing because, you know, we can agree that the club logo is old. We don't need to yeah. <laughs> add some yeah. fading blacks and reds to to, to yeah. say that. We know that exactly. We know that this logo was on the on the jumper in thirty three. That's pretty old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there we were seventy four years later going, No, we'd better put some distressed filter yeah, over the top. Yeah, of just it. in case. Yeah, just in case yeah, you don't right. get it. Yeah, I mean, so, that, one just, that one just looks like, you know, in some jumpers, to me, cross the line between a footy jumper and they become like club merch, you know? It's like oh, here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a T-shirt that you can wear to, you know, do, do training in for St Kilda that yeah, you can buy from Rebel. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much how I saw that one too. I mean, that was probably the first one that I – Really thought that just looks like a something you'd get in Bali, yeah. Where somebody yeah, doesn't does. know anything about footy, and they go, "Oh, look, buy this for ten bucks." Yeah, what would you buy? How about how about nine? How about eight? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, nah. yeah that's uh, a shocker. Yeah, so so that was that one, and then um, realistically, for the next. 20 years, oh, no, 10 years, I suppose. Uh, they just had white jumpers with a little bit of red and black here and there. And, yes, I didn't like those yeah. as much. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, they sort of tried to stay with the panels, but they minimised them as much as possible. Mm. And then uh, 2015, they went back to the broader 1897 VFL stripes, but then the back was white. And so the front of it didn't match the back of it. And you, well, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to have a heritage style jumper, or are you trying to have a clash jumper? It was like, yeah, didn't didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I just don't know why you go primary white like this for these jumpers. I don't know. I feel like you've got a, you've got other colours to be playing with, like red as your primaries. Well, they, and well, that's what they've gone back to. You know, twenty twenty one. Till now, yeah, their clash true. jumper has been, or 22 probably, 22, they've gone back to the Crusader jumper and it looks great. Yeah, and that's right. it avoids the clash. It doesn't look like Essendon, doesn't look like Carlton. Yeah. It doesn't look like Collingwood, doesn't look, you know, any of the clubs they, they clash with, it looks nothing like them. So yeah. now, you know, half the problem with these clash jumpers is they're not realistically not designed to um, avoid the clash. They're designed to make money. So... They'll have to do something extra or, or, you know, because that's what they do. They tinker, they change them every two or three years because everybody that's going to buy one has already bought one. Yeah. So now they have to to change it. So who knows what happens in the next couple of years because, as as we say, it's been used two years in a row now. Um, Do they trot them out again next year or do they change it up again? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I hope not. I really like the Crusade-looking one. Oh yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked it when I saw it in '96. So I thought, hey, "How good's this?" Yeah, like it was. It was clearly St Kilda because it's got that cross down the middle, which is an iconic St Kilda identifier, mm. and and yet it doesn't look like anybody else. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of think, surely it's not too hard. Yeah, exactly. But it is. <laughs> Apparently. So. Um, what about the heritage jumpers that they've worn? I know well, we've mentioned a couple of them, and there's there yeah. Has been look, a- I think the Saints were terrific in heritage round. Um, the, I guess they had two misfires. One's not their fault. Uh, 
in 1996, well, the, you know, why the website exists is because all of the centenary celebration jumpers were wrong. St Kilda was no exception. They had the design of the woolen version of their jumper with printed laces down the front, and then they had this massive black number panel on the back that took up half the back of the jumper, and it's like, well, that wasn't there either. Mm. So that was wrong. But then they, I think they redeemed themselves. 2003 was the thin heritage stripes. 2004 was like the the first of the jumpers with the um, number panel. Oh, sorry, the, the St Kilda logo on it. And now, fair enough, they didn't use the exact 1933 because that had white numbers and, you know, nobody could see them. So they went to the next one, which was 34. And so that was a really good jumper. 2005 mm. was a misfire because they were tr- they wanted to do the one with the yellow jumper on it, and I actually had some discussions with them about that back then. Um, presented uh, what I asked them to do was to get some photographs because we were still really doing the research for for mm. exactly what they'd worn and what they looked like, and there was some thought that they'd gone to the the thinner stripes, sorry, the, you know, the like a white jumper with a red and thick, red and red stripe down one side, black on the other. Yeah. But actually, but actually they just dyed the jumpers. And oh. so the jumper that they produced was a, did it look like this or did it look like that? They said, oh, we're going to go with this one. Yeah. I think they went with that one because it was different from all of the others and they thought they could sell them. Mm-hmm. So that's why that heritage jumper looks like it does. And then 2006, they went back to the 80s with what was essentially an 80s jumper, and they even added a collar to it. And so that was uh, that was a piece of art. Yeah, no, that was a good one, that wasn't was, it? Yeah. Well, that and... was – that. I mean, that 2006 heritage jumper looked like all the blokes I had footy cards of in the 80s. You know, it's what their yeah. jumpers look like. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much on the mark. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, so they did a good job. And, and then, well and truly served their history, you know, with their with what they did with their heritage jumpers apart from, like I say, 2005. Yeah. Then some great ones in this one, the pre-season jumpers. Well, yeah, like – um. There is some really good jumpers, and the thing with that is the Saints have a – well, this is where they experiment and they'll, you know, they'll have a bit of a play with what is creative and so on. Mm. Um, obviously, the 96 preseason Crusader jumper, which, as I say, got so popular it became the home jumper. Then 2010 to 2016, they well, there's a few years where they didn't have one, but they bring out a jumper like they brought back the 70s stick logo on a jumper one year. Yeah. Uh, they had jumpers where they had like the cross made up the, you know, the, the whole jumper was a cross, and then they put the logo on the front of it, which had the cross on it. They kind of looked unique and, and different mm. as well. Um, 2016, they sort of went back to a Crusader, but it wasn't quite. It was, yeah, yeah. they experimented in that with those jumpers, which is probably the place to do it. That's all right. Some of them look good too. I like that 2016 Crusader one. Just a yeah, bit so different. Just a bit it different is. from the normal one, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with those two. Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, the promotional jumpers. Though, or the one-offs. Well, we, yeah, I mean, well, oh, I mean, we if lightly we touched on, it, you know, a few of those, I guess. Yeah, pure light stuff. Pure light, and yeah. Um, I mean, we even touched on the, which is on the website if you want to have a look, folks. Uh, the nineteen fourteen season, for the last couple of games of the year, they sewed the Australian flag onto the front of their jumpers, and so you can have a look at those on the website. Uh, initially, they were fairly big in the um, honouring games. Like Robert Harvey had two or three jumpers in his mm-hmm. honour for breaking the club's game record and then when he actually finished up playing and stuff like that. Uh, they had – oh, the other cool thing they did was for Anzac Day, they would play their games in New Zealand. 
and that was like 2013, 14, 15. And the jumpers that they had for Anzac were a New Zealand, uh, do they call them Maoris, Indigenous New Zealand people, whatever the right, yeah, yeah, just whatever the right thing is to say, just imagine that I said that. But so they had, instead of like Indigenous art from Australia, they had Maori art on their jumpers. And that looked pretty cool for the, yeah, like I say, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, some great yeah, and so I really liked the uh, the 2013 one. Had like a, although I guess it's not what I've said in the past is I don't like it when they have other um, representations. Like, well, that had a hammerhead shark on it. St Kilda are the saints, so why have they got a shark on their jumper? But, but I don't know. But somehow the design yeah. on that looked pretty cool. So I was, yeah, yeah, it does I look good, though. <laughs> yeah. So they came up with some good stuff. And then the other thing they do is they have, uh, well, their charity is a Maddie Revolt's vision charity. Mm. And so from 2015, they've had a jumper for that each year. And then 2017 to recently, I guess it was 21, they had um, – Pride jumpers, which they wore against Sydney, but now they seem to just wear the socks the last couple of years. Right. So, yeah, so that's sort of their um, what they do. I guess one year they did a Good Friday jumper, but that's a yeah, they've only played the once on that. And uh, yeah, all of those jumpers will be on the website. You can have a look at those. Yes, they will. And then mm. the last category is the indigenous jumpers yes so well there's a couple of aspects to them one i always like it when realistically someone i know (laughs) not that i know these players but you know i know that that what they've done is they've got players to do the artwork in a lot of cases so jade gresham's had a Mm, couple i think or or maybe his art has got used a couple of seasons maddie parker played from nikki winmar did a jumper that they or the artwork that they used in two different varieties like a home and an away the next year and so don't like it sorry you don't like it oh just that 21, 22 ones. No offence to Nikki. No, no offence. It's um, it's involved. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's busy. And yeah. the there's a few early ones that were very circular based. Um, an artist called Marcus Lee had done one um, mm. with a lot of circles that they kind of used twice, but then they used it on the home jumper. Oh, sorry. They used first. They used it on the clash jumper, and then they used it on the home jumper. And then right. this year they actually adopted yellow, and I know that there was a little mm. bit of a thing with the AFL where the AFL said, "Well, Indigenous jumpers are going to be in club colours," and they said, "Well, yellow is a club colour because we've had it on the had it from nineteen fifteen to nineteen twenty two, and we've also worn it in Heritage Round, and we've also had it as a clash jumper. So yeah. how about we put it on our Indigenous jumper?" And they did. <laughs> they can use it, use it for a few different ways if they want. They well, can say, did, you know, yeah. pure pure light sponsored us, or we're doing it for Belgium, <laughs> or we're doing it. There, there you go. They got so, everything covered. Yeah, they have. <laughs> so yeah, right. no, well, I'm I'm generally uh, I generally think St Kilda always look good. Yeah, like, I was gonna say I think they've been pretty good, but I guess also it's probably a red. Red and black always looks good. Doesn't really matter what you do with it. Be true. Yeah. What about your favourite then of these good My jumpers? And well, yeah. Look, I probably gave this away as I was commenting on each. My favourite would be the nineties Crusader. Um, yeah. Pick any one of them. I guess if any of them, I didn't really like the black striping around the collar and cuffs, so I'd take just the nineteen ninety six. Um, home jumper, I think it would have been, where it didn't have any of that extra busyness. Just what? 97? Uh, yeah, sorry, 96 pre-season, 97 home, yeah. yeah. And then in, in terms of the worst, I would say the 2017 Clash jumper for all the reasons we talked about earlier, which is you don't put 
Photoshop effects over the top of your logo. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I was going to do the 2007 one as well. Which one did you do, 2007? Well, yeah, I mean, they're the same as 08, realistically. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to say, I don't like the 2008 one as my least favourite. There you go. You you can have 07. I'll take 08. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What's your favourite? I want to do not a pre-season jumper, but I really like the 2016 Crusader-looking jumper. Oh, yeah. The, the pre-season. pre-season. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. I think that it's just a clean home jumper that they could use. They which really is cool. Could. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that would look awesome. And it stands out from other teams as well. I think it ties in again to some of these clubs have a very nice or unique third. I mean, red's not unique in AFL, but like Port Adelaide, they're black and white, but they've got teal. St Kilda, it's black and white, yeah, but they've got right. red. It's like, why, yeah. why are we doing a primary jumper that's black and white when half the competition is primary black and white? You know, yeah, we right. need to be, yeah. the third should be the primary. And I think that that jumper does it good. And it's, it, you know, just makes it so much easier. You don't have to stress about clash and all these sorts of other things. And especially if you've already been wearing it in your club history. Why not? Yeah. Well, I think the only thing with that is it would realistically clash with Gold Coast and Sydney, and that's it. But then, yeah, you'd have a clash jumper, which is just a white back on the same exactly. thing. Or yeah. Something similar, yeah. That's it. You that's can, it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's better than doing a primary white jumper, I think, with a little bit of red and black on, on it. Yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, at least the red stands out. But, um, yeah, that's what I've taken from that one. And any other St Kilda or South Yarra-related points you want to make, Rob, before we close <laughs> up? Or South Yarra. We've pretty much forgotten about South Yarra by this point. And, um, we sure have. Yeah, maybe we spent too much time on them in the beginning. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, realistically, they were part of the origins of the St, the St Kilda Football Club, the Saints or the seagulls, as they used to be called, yeah. and but no, I think we've we've covered it off. That's um, that's the awesome. Saints. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. We'll be going through the Sydney Swans. Is that right? Well, and the South known. Melbourne Bloodstained Angels. There we go. We'll catch you on that one next <laughs> yeah. time. Thanks very much for All tuning right. in, everybody. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya. Bye.